Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And we both have power, which is nice. Can't say that for all of our listeners. Uh, actually, we probably can't because we don't have listeners. Uh, <laughs> my mom does. Yeah. So I think that sort of counts. Yeah. 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 So I guess yeah. all of our one listener do have power. But if you <laughs> if you don't or are struggling, our thoughts are with you. Uh, but yeah, speaking yeah, of... It's a good time to live in Arizona, I guess. I've, I've been thinking of you. Uh, I don't know how, how it is necessarily in Wisconsin, but I know most of the Midwest is quite it's, cold, so it's, you're probably enjoying it. Yeah, it's bad there, which is why it's good to be here. Yes, uh, yes. If only for another couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Hey, at least you've, you've missed a good chunk of the winter there, so can't beat that. Yeah. Um, another place where it's a struggle and... and uh, a place without power seems to be the Pac-12 in basketball and specifically ASU. Um, without their yeah. top two freshmen, they made a go of it for a half. They kept it competitive yeah. with USC, who is the probably the best team in the conference. Best team by the numbers, yeah. I mean, they're leading the conference and uh, have a really good team. I think you know from what I've from what I've read that you know they weren't one of the top four seeds in that preview last week, but. Many think they were right there, you know, like if they kept going to fives, they would have been in there. So, uh, you know, they're a good team and and there's no real, you know, isolated. There's no shame in that loss on the road with with, you know, what, four scholarship guys out. Um, but it's it's not isolated. That's the problem. You know, we've we've lost any sort of margin for error. I, you know, I read Doug Haller after we beat Oregon State, and the article didn't really match the headline. You know, the, the headline said something about, you know, does ASU have a pulse? And my answer was, no. You know, they just, they don't. I mean, it's nice to think so, um, but it's it's going to come down to whether we can get hot for four straight days in March, honestly. I, I don't think even winning out the rest of the regular season is going to be enough. Even with that makeup game uh, against Washington, I think you're no. probably right. No, um, against Washington stinks. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and simply so. put, we we better win both of those. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just been a rough year. I know. You know, I I don't think we've had a single game where we've had every scholarship guy available, and and that's you know, it's tough. There's no there's no doubt about it. Um, but it's just disappointing. I mean, we we talked about it in great detail what three weeks ago and. Uh, not much has changed. I mean, we got the home sweep there over Stanford and Cal, which was nice, and they beat Oregon State at home. And you know, we're we're at least showing, uh, you know, I guess to you know the question in that article: Does ASU have a pulse? I mean, we have a pulse, but not when it comes to tournament chances. We're we're, we're showing a little bit of life. We're showing that we still care, but um, you know, what's done is done when it comes to getting in the tournament. I think. I agree. Um, it's disheartening uh especially because of the hype going in and yeah but yeah you know it's one of those things where that this team just couldn't couldn't ever get it clicking on all cylinders for more than a half at a time right right yeah yeah i mean you know we uh you know the the first um you know those two games there in in connecticut when we were supposed to play Baylor and boy, thank God we didn't play Baylor. Um, you know, they would have just wiped the floor with us probably. 
Um, although if we had played Baylor, we probably wouldn't have played Villanova the next night. But, uh, but you know, we, we, we beat Rhode Island. It was an, an okay team, not a great team, but we beat them. And, and we hung with Villanova. Like, it was a game. I, I remember, you know, you were up here that, that week, and we walked around the campus, and we talked about, you know, hey, this wasn't wasn't bad you know you thought okay there's there's something there we we learned we're not quite at that level yet but when you we saw how good Bagley was it it, it all exactly. of a sudden became clear like it's not Christopher and also Bagley and everybody else yeah. right right yeah you know and you just thought like okay and and really that's the high point of the year I mean I hate to say that but it's it's been a letdown ever since I mean we got a couple of cupcake non-conference wins but you know the the you know, struggle to beat Grand Canyon on a buzzer beater. I know they're they're decent. They might make the tournament from their conference if they win the tournament. You know, they're they're the best team in the conference, I think. Um, but you know, beat soundly by San Diego State. Uh, you know, and just and then a rough start to the conference season. It's just been it's just been rough. I mean, uh, you know. Now I will say, outside of the Arizona loss on the road, we've at least showed fight. You know, the Arizona loss on the road was was eye-opening because it was just a, a no-show um outside of that you know we have been playing hard and all of that but this team was supposed to be much better than the oh we played hard and a loss and, and it seems like that's kind of what this season has become if if our roster was constructed the way we had to play yesterday yeah then fighting hard would would mean sure. something exactly yes yes i mean <laughs> You know, and, and what was it, the two games here against UCLA and USC when we, you know, Remy was out, uh, Cherry was out, I'm trying to remember who else. We had, we had like three or four guys out for different reasons. Uh, I think was Bagley was back, I think. Bagley was back. Yeah. I think House was out. House, yeah. I mean, and, and, and look, as I'm saying that, I mean, I realize it's hard to remember who's been out and who wasn't. I mean, Bagley missed a good chunk of time. Now he's out again. Christopher's out. Uh, you know, I was... I was thinking last night after the game, and I'm wondering, like, we don't have that many left. Have we seen the last of Josh Christopher? Like, does it make sense for him to come back? I don't think he'll, quote, unquote, opt out like the Duke kid did because that kid has been raked over the coals, and I think deservedly for opting out, you know, 80% into the season. Um, but I don't know if he'll play again because I'm just not sure it makes sense. I mean, does it, does it make sense to play if you're less than 100% when there's nothing really to play for? I, I was thinking the same thing, and I wonder, you know, what about Bagley? I, Bagley Because I thought yeah, Bagley yeah. was – going into the year, you thought, well, Christopher's basically told us, his dad at least has he's told us he's leaving. Right. Um, yeah. But then to to now face the prospect of losing Bagley, who mm-hmm. in many ways was all of the promise that, that Tayshaun Cherry didn't right. fulfill. Didn't get you know, to. A yeah. big guy. Yeah who can shoot, who can mix it up down low. He has the same intensity. I, I'm i going to miss him more than anyone. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, um, you know, I, and I think he'll go. I mean, I guess we don't know for sure, but I know both of them have been projected as first-rounders, not lottery picks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they seem like the, the, the things I've read have had them both in the top 30. Now those things can fluctuate, and you know it doesn't. We we saw that with Lou Dort; he was projected as a first rounder, and didn't end up getting drafted at all. Um, but you know, you think they'll both go? I mean, Christopher again, like you said, I think it's been a sure thing since he committed here that he was gone after one year, regardless of where he's projected. Um, 
because, I mean, look, it, it, this is a reality that we've seen over the last decade now. The NBA really doesn't care how you perform in your one year of college basketball. <laughs> they just don't care. They're, they'll still take a chance on you if you've got talent, and they'll hope they can get the most out of it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've, you know, taken your team to a conference title or a Final Four or whatever. They, you know, it's it's all potential, and and both of them have it. You know, that you you look at them and they look like guys who could be good in the NBA, provided the right seasoning and all of that. And that's what's going to be so tough to swallow about this year is that whenever the draft is, I don't know if they said when it is, but let's say let's say July or August, I guess, based on when the season's over. We're going to have two guys get picked possibly in the first round, and we're going to have a losing record to show for it. Yeah. I My, my sorrow is mirrored by the dog's sorrow. They do and sound upset, my, yeah. I, look, you know that they're big Josh Christopher. Okay, okay, Archie, enough. Lena, Archie, enough. Here. Archie, it's okay. It's okay. It's college. Guys, leave. Don't even worry about it. Sometimes there's disappointment. Yeah, yeah. And look, we're about to transition to talking about a guy who was there here for two years, but we still (laughs) talk about him with a warm, fuzzy feeling in our hearts. We do. We do, yeah. And and that's James Uh, Harden, who, Matt, I don't know if you know this, but he's playing point guard. Uh, He is. Apparently, no one was watching for the entire time he was in Houston. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I mean, look, I, I, I uh, and, and, you know, obviously, to, to introduce this correctly, uh, you know, we texted about this yesterday, so I'm not, you know, this isn't a point I'm just thinking of off the top of my head, but um, I watched, you know, PTI again yesterday, and they're both talking about, you know, oh, he's become such a willing passer, and he's leading the league in assists, and I, and I looked it up, and 2017, he led the league in assists. Um, you know, that wasn't that long ago. And each of the last three years, he had, he averaged over seven or eight a game. Yeah. I was so just, he, gonna, I was just going to say a passer. he, he averaged 11 assists in the 16, 17 season. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was seven, seven and a half, 11, eight, seven and a half, seven right. and a half. And now over right. 11 again. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I, now I know. Some of the basketball people would say, well, you know, like Rondo has taken heat for assists almost being a selfish stat that he's, you know, he's purposely, you know, passing the ball only to get assists and, you know, whatever. And and I suppose there's some, you know, people who know basketball better than me have said that. So I'm not going to argue with it completely. But, you know, he's he's never been an unwilling passer in Houston. He was the lead scorer. He had to be. And I believe if you're looking at the numbers, he led the league in scoring the last three years, yeah. if I recall. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's what the offense called for. And, yes, he played with, you know, Chris Paul. But Chris Paul's not a, a go-to scorer. He's a good, great player. He's a Hall of Famer. But he's not a, you know, 25-plus point-a-night guy. Last year with Westbrook, okay, he is, but they, they never really got on the same page. You know, and, and maybe when they were about to, you know, the season shut down and it, it just like as, as they started to hit their stride a little bit after the trade deadline and they lost all momentum and that was that, you know. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just look, obviously, we love James Harden and I, you know, I know that. But some of the I'm glad that the perception of him is positive now because we talked about it. What was it even a month ago that he got traded and we discussed, you know how negative the perception of him was and it's turning but some of it is like where have you been he's been this type of player yeah it's uh 
it's surprising as a guy who, you know, has been a star, literally an all-star for the last eight years. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, I, like you said, MVP, but also he he won one, but he's been in, what? Three-time runner-up, three? I think, right? Yeah. He was a yeah. six-man of the year. He was an MVP. And in the MVP voting, he's finished, you I think know. he finished second at least three times, maybe yeah. four. And it's like, yeah, he's he's good. Yeah. He's, this is yeah, what... we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, you know, the exit from Houston was ugly, and he didn't handle it all that professionally, admittedly. And he, and he did apologize since. He has. He has. Yeah. Way, you know, he I, also I mean, finished third last year. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately, you know, like, he knows the exit was ugly, um, but it was probably the only way to force their hand. I think we're, you know, we're probably seeing it in the same city with what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Like, if you if you want to get out and the team is not willing to accommodate you, like, for instance, the Lions did with Matt Stafford or the Houston Texans did with J.J. Watt, guys who are later into their careers, you feel like you maybe owe them a little something. Um, if you want to get out, you, you almost have to make it ugly. Anthony Davis did. And he got his wish, and look what's happened since. Pretty good. Yeah. And and maybe the same will happen for Harden this year. So I want to walk through this because I think it, it goes to exactly how good James Harden is. And look, yeah. you can quibble with how MVP voting goes. Okay? Sure. sure. So in 11-12, he was sixth man of the year. Then he finished eighth in the MVP voting in 12-13. Fifth in thirteen fourteen, and then second in followed by ninth. At what I'm getting at is he's never been outside of the top nine. No, but he was no. ninth. Then back to second. The year Westbrook won. Then he won. Okay. Then he finished second, and then he finished third. The guy wow. is just a top ten basketball player in the NBA. There's no two ways yeah. about it. Yeah, 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 no doubt. I mean, the Nets are going to be a, a fascinating group. I mean, they are. I, you know, they're playing well right now. They could go through another slump very easily. But uh, they've got three guys who are, you said, top 10 for Harden. I would say, yeah, at Irving, I don't know if I'd say top 10, but top 15, top 20, I think, comfortably. Um, and, and Durant, I think, you know, probably top three or four. So you got three guys that are in the top 15 or 20 of the league. That's formidable. Can it all come together? You know, will they start backbiting if things go bad? It's possible. Can Steve it, Nash balance the egos in a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, right now everybody's, you know, arm in arm, kumbaya, all that good stuff. But I, I don't know if that can last. Um, but if it does, boy, I mean, they are formidable. I mean, I watched them Saturday night against Golden State, and all three of them were on the court. And, I mean, Hart's passing was, like, so good. There were a couple that I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I mean, just that, like, the, you know, like the, the one-on-one dribble, and then he sucks the guy in, and then, you know, boom, passes it over his head for an open layup or somebody. And, like, they they are seductive to watch when, when they're all clicking. They haven't had all three guys on the court much because, you know, Durant's had to, you know, isolate now he's injured and Kyrie's missed some time obviously you know but boy if they can get him going they are going to be tough to beat four out of seven it seems like yeah and one of the things that is a a boon to Nash 
in this sort of situation is the Calipari system might work here. You just yeah. roll the ball out and say, hey, two of you guys have won yeah. MVPs. Another one of you guys has won a, a title. Won a championship, yeah. So, I mean, two, you know, Durant has two, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, you know, like, um, I don't know. I mean, that's the interesting thing when you say that. Like, that certainly works in the regular season. It does. You know, when you're when you're playing different opponents every night and all that. When you get into a seven-game series, and not against, you know, Orlando or the Knicks or the Bulls in the first round or somebody like that, but, it, you know, deep into the playoffs against the Sixers, against the Bucks, or if you make the finals against, you know, the Lakers or Clippers or Jazz or, you know, the best teams, and they take they, they strategize for you, do you have an answer? And that was always the issue, I think, you, you mentioned Nash, when Nash was a player with, with D'Antoni here, is they they got out-strategized. That seven seconds or less thing didn't work as well in the playoffs, and they could never get over the hump. And, and I, you know, so I, that'll be the interesting thing, and we won't know that answer until, you know, May, June, July this year, whether or not they could come up with that. Well, and it's interesting you bring up the Bucks because that, this year, everyone, there's like the first-tier reaction when you look at their record right. and things, and there's this panic of, oh, my God, they're not right. as good. And then there's this second layer for like basketball Twitter where it's like, I, I was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast about this. We, we begged for years for them to figure out how to switch and not just sag uh, yeah. everything and let everything go to Lopez in the paint. Right. And, and so now they're doing it. They're switching a ton and they're doing yeah. a lot more uh, offensively with Giannis off the ball yeah. that we've asked yeah. them to do because when they get to the playoffs doing their traditional thing, it doesn't work. It doesn't work as well. No, and they're, no, I agree. So they're trying to figure out, well, can we add these wrinkles and do these mm-hmm. things so that when we mm-hmm. get to the playoffs, it'll look better? Yeah, I mean, I'm not alarmed about I mean, First of all, I think the Bucks, even with their record, not all that. I think they're third in the East. Right. Yeah, the East is, is, is very shallow at the top. Uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's deeper in terms of playoff caliber teams, I think, that, you know, you're not going to have uh, – I mean, the records are different this year. You're not playing 82, but, you know, I don't think you're going to have a, a, you know, 10 or 12 games under 500 team make the playoffs. But right now, I mean, the, the Celtics, I think, are 500 and they're in fifth place, if I remember. So, yeah. so it's like, you know, I think the Bucks are, I mean, the, the, the telltale for the Bucks, just as it is for the Nets, and really every team in the NBA, that's a, that's a contender, is what you do in the playoffs. And, and the Bucks have had their couple of years where they've had these great regular seasons and they were the new hot thing a couple of years ago. Um, but you got to get it done in the playoffs. And they didn't two years ago and they didn't last year. And, and that's where, you know, that's where they're going to answer the questions. They, you know, for them, it's about can you can you tread water enough? And can you and like you said, I mean, not just tread water, but figure some things out in the regular season that you can use in the postseason that, you know, you've been beaten by the last couple of years. When it's a lesson that I think a lot of the LeBron teams taught us where, you know, we're going to, the goal is not to be the one seed for a lot of these teams anymore. The goal is to get in. Agreed. And obviously the bubble was the extreme example of that, but but the NBA has gotten to the point where it's like, you'd rather be the three seed, but have figured things out and be rested than be the one seed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. I go back even further, you know, the Spurs teams that I followed, obviously, and, and, you know, were my favorite team. 
you know, they didn't, they didn't, you know, they had their years where they were the one seed, but they never seemed to prioritize it. They didn't go chasing, you know, 65 regular season wins. It was, you know, hey, we're going to position ourselves to make a run in the playoffs. And, and they did more often than not. And, and, you know, certainly LeBron with, with Miami and even more so with Cleveland in his second run with Cleveland, you know, I don't, I don't know if they were the one seed any of the times that they made the final, maybe once, um, you know, but the God, the last year there, I think they were the four or five seed and they made the final. So, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're good enough to get it done in the playoffs and I mean, this year, who knows, like, I, I mean, are we, you know, probably going to be at home courts, but I don't know that we're looking at 18,000 fans at each place. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure that home courts, I mean, it's going to matter a little more than it did last year, but I don't know that it's going to matter as much as normal. Yeah, I think it's just going to matter for how many flights do you have to take. And where yeah, are you exactly. Sleeping at a hotel? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice to be home no matter if there's nobody there. I mean, you, you know, you sleep in your own bed and, you, you know, you, you're familiar with the little, you know, intricacies of your arena and angles and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, when it comes down to it over a 48-minute game against a really good team, I don't know how much it matters if it's not, you know, super loud and crazy. And, he, and even then, I mean, there's plenty of examples. You know, the, the Jordan Bulls won their last title in Utah, and that was as crazy a place as it got, uh, you know, back in the late 90s for, you know, loud and nasty and all of that. So, you know, you can win on the road if you're good enough. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, you know, now I'll ask you this, that, you know, the topic of conversation about Harden yesterday was, is he an MVP candidate? I mean, you just read off the list. I suppose he's in the mix. I don't know that I could say right now he's the MVP. I think you got to look at the whole package and the fact that he, you know, basically quit on Houston at this point in time is too much for me to ignore. Yeah, I, he's going to get votes, but people love for example, LeBron. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. it's going to take a lot to overcome that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, the, the my curiosity is, you know, everybody has been talking LeBron MVP this year, and I would love to see LeBron win another one. But is it is he is he getting that hype too early? I mean, we, we see this in almost every sport now. We see it with the Heisman. Uh, we see it with the NFL MVP. Like you don't, you don't want to be the first half of the season favorite, because unless you continue at an unbelievably torrid pace, we fall in love with someone else by the second half. Yeah, well, and I think part of what you're going to see is when you look across the standings. You know, the East is very tight, but yeah. the Jazz are leading the West. They've yeah. got guys who you could see votes They're going. Incredibly to. hot. I think they've won like twenty one of twenty two or something like that. Yeah. I mean, they are they are sizzling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh the Jazz are doing what I thought the Nuggets would do this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the Lakers or Clippers would get the one seed because I thought like we're talking about, like especially the Lakers coming off, you know, such a short time. I thought, yeah, they'll they'll go through the motion some. And to be fair, they really haven't. I mean, the Lakers have, yeah, they're have played well. <laughs> 22 and 7, yeah. And LeBron's played every game. And, you know, they, they really haven't. But I I thought somebody else would get the one. I, I thought it'd be Denver. Denver's kind of laboring. Uh, but Utah is super hot. Yeah, although I wouldn't want to play this Denver team. Uh, no, agreed. I mean, they're one of those teams that, you know, with, with – Murray and Jokic, but they're they're missing some of their supporting cast they had last year, you know, and, and you can tell the difference. The guys who, you know, were, were integral to them getting to the conference finals in the bubble, some of them aren't there. Right? You know, you still got the stars, but the, the 
the depth is not there that was there last year. So I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, we got a long way to go. The season's not even quite at its halfway point. Um, you know, maybe Harden could, could make a run in that MVP mix, but yeah. first of all, I feel like Durant is more likely from that team because, you know, it's, it's all about the narrative too. And the narrative of Kevin Durant coming back from a torn Achilles, you know, is, is a sexier story. LeBron is too. Um, you know, Lillard's playing extremely well. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's a bevy of candidates right now. You could make a decent argument for MVP. Well, and to your point, what if, and I know it's becoming less likely, but what if the Mavs get hot right. and make the playoffs? Luka right now is fifth in scoring and third in assists. Yeah, if well, he, and, and it would be funny if that's the case because he was everybody's preseason pick. He was the Vogue pick for preseason was Luka, Luka, Luka. Then they struggled. And he's kind of fallen off the radar, but that's exactly, you know, how it goes. You know, the, the horse from back of the pack often is the guy who ends up winning. And, and yeah, if they get hot and get the, you know, five seed and he puts up great numbers, he could end up, you know, going from preseason favorite to forgotten to winner or candidate again. Yeah. You know, the top five in scoring right now, Beal, Curry probably won't be one of them. But then yeah. Lillard, Embiid, and Doncic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lillard's having a great year. I mean, with with McCollum out, Nurkic is out. I mean, you know, he's putting up monster numbers. You know, and they're playing if, well. They're eighteen they and ten. Well. They're, they're the fourth seed in the West right now. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, look, there's a lot of guys you could make good arguments for right now, and it, it, the field will thin out. It always does. You know, teams come back to the pack a little, and they go through slumps and all that. And you know, I'd love to see LeBron win another one because I think he's probably been. I don't want to say robbed, but I, I think LeBron should have probably won two or three more over the course of his career, but we've just gotten like almost bored by his excellence. And, and we, you know, the next guy, the next guy, who else, um, you know, but I don't know if by the time he, when the year's over now, if he plays, if he continues to play at this pace and the Lakers, especially if the Lakers keep winning with, with Davis out for a while, maybe that's enough to get him that, but I just, I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. Let's say that. Well, and part of the issue with LeBron, and I think this is your point, the boredom of his greatness, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was the uh, Barry Bonds four straight mm-hmm. MVP awards. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's just so much better than everyone else that you right. just kind of like, I, I think this a similar thing is kind of, you know, potentially going to happen with Trout of yeah. like, well, yeah. there are all these we really good players, it. but yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, well, he only hit 290 with his, you know, right. incredible 35 homers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. It just becomes like, uh, you know, we, we do. We fall for the next guy. The, the you know, the thing that's surprised I me. Mean, we've we've seen it with the Heisman over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. How many how many, you know, guys go in as the favorite or one of the favorites and actually end up winning? It's pretty rare. It's usually somebody who you didn't think of at the start of the year because if, you know, Trevor Lawrence has a great season, well, he was supposed to. But if Devontae Smith has a great season, like, whoa, where, where did this guy come from? Now, I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, but it's just the, the perception is different of those two. Yeah. For and sure. it's the same with LeBron. I mean, Jordan had it. You know, not, I'm not going not gonna to shed any tears for Jordan. Jordan gets plenty of hero worship. But Jordan should have won more MVPs. I mean, the, the year that 
Barkley won it, the year that Malone won it, especially like Jordan was the best player. But we just, you know, it's like, well, got to find someone new, right? Can't just keep giving it to Jordan. Yeah, I'm looking at Trout's career numbers, and it's it's one of those things that you just kind of shake your head. Oh, yeah. As a fan, and it's like, uh, I guess I really need to watch more Angels games. I know. Well, and that's the thing that hurts Trout, as you, you know, as you say that his team is not good. They've yeah. never been good. You know, one time to the playoffs and they got swept out, right? Yeah, but I'm looking at his numbers. So he's led the league in runs scored four times. He's led the league in RBIs once. He's led the league in stolen bases once. He's led the league in walks three times. He's led the league in on base percentage four times. He's led the league yeah. in slugging three times. He's led the league. In total bases once. He's won three MVP awards. He's finished second in one in four others, more. Right? Four. four more? Okay. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say, look at his, you know, you were talking about Harden. Uh, I know he's got, you know, a bunch of firsts and a bunch of seconds. Yeah. So he seven was, times he's been in the top two. Yeah, so in his Jeez. career from twenty twelve to twenty nineteen, he was rookie of the so he was an all star every year, but he yeah. was rookie of the year, second in MVP voting. Second in MVP voting. First in MVP voting. Second in MVP voting. First in MVP voting. A random fourth in MVP voting. Second in MVP voting. Yeah. First in MVP voting. Which I think the fourth was the year he was hurt, wasn't he? He, was hurt he only played 114 time. games, and yeah, he still yeah. led the league in on-base percentage and yeah, slugging. Yeah. Where did he finish last year? I know last year was kind of a bastardized year. He but finished he... fifth. Fifth, okay. In, a, so in an incredibly year down running. year, he finished yeah. fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, it is amazing. Um, and yet, yeah, he's he's one of those guys, kind of like Lillard. You know, we're talking about Lillard, and I, and I almost I, I don't know if I said it or was thinking it. You know, you play in certain areas where you're off the radar, and now Portland makes sense. You wouldn't think L.A. is off the radar, but the Angels have been off the radar. They're not. They're not the they're Dodgers. Not relevant. They're yeah. not the Dodgers, and and they're just not. They're a team that easily falls into irrelevance if they're not good. Like yeah. There are certain teams that, if they're not good, you know it. You hear about it. The Red Sox, the Yankees, you know, like, oh, what's wrong with these teams? Oh, my God, it's a mess. If the Angels aren't good, people just forget they exist. Yeah. The and, Angels are a lot like any Phoenix team. Yes, yes, yes. Or, or you know, most of the Pac-12 when, you come, when it comes to, like, college football and basketball. You know, and, I mean, we started with ASU basketball. ASU basketball has been a disappointment this year. Nationally, I bet not a lot of people even realize that, because you know, unless you're unless you're USC or UCLA, people don't really think about you unless you're good. Yeah, you, you know, football next year. I mean, if football is as good as we think they're going to be, people will stand up and they'll pay attention and they'll talk about Jaden Daniels. But if they disappoint and go seven and five, it'll be. Eh. I mean, nationally, not here, not between you and I. But it'll be like, oh, yeah, ASU, yeah, okay, sure. Um, you know, and the Angels are, are that in baseball. Like, oh, the Angels went to uh, 70 and 92. Huh, okay. Oh, that Trout guy, he's good. Yeah, sure. All right, on to the next thing. Yeah. Speaking of on to the next thing, now that we're on baseball, let's uh, mention Fernando Tatis Jr., age 22, signed a 14-year, $340 million deal. That is 14 years of no trade clause, all arbitration bought out, obviously, plus his first yeah. 10 years of free agency. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's crazy. He's played, in his career, he has played 143 games at the major league level. Wow, gosh, I didn't realize that little. 
Um, I guess that makes sense since last year was such a short year. Yeah, um, he played 84 games as a rookie, and he played 59 games last yeah. year out of the 60. Yeah, and yeah. he is a he is a star. He has brought you know San Diego to prominence with Slam Diego, yeah. but. Yeah. Yeah. Man, are you paying a lot of money for the left side of that infield with him it's and Machado? It's a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, like these these deals are. It, it reminds me, hockey did this for a while, and then they they've stopped. I don't know if maybe you know CBA's prevented it, but I remember a few, you know maybe a decade or so ago, you'd read you know these hockey guys were signing twelve year contracts. It's like good lord, and mm-hmm. and you know. Didn't, I mean, you were talking about Trout. Didn't Trout sign like a ten or twelve year deal? Yeah, well, Trout signed uh, the ten year deal, and then Harper signed Harper a longer signed a really deal, long deal to get yeah. more money, but less per Total. year. Right. And, and right. you know, to the Padres' cr- credit, they're not paying him thirty million a year, but they could have had him for the next four years for under ten. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, you got it, like. You mentioned the Padres credit. You got it. I give them credit because there are a lot of teams right now in baseball that are seemingly content with not being good. Oh, yeah. Um, well, they are. You know, you know it's funny. I, I saw somebody on Twitter posted this. The, the new market inefficiency in baseball is to just pay for good players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does seem that way. And there's a handful out there that are going for it. They're they're all in, and the Padres are one. The White Sox appear to be one. The Mets, uh, the Dodgers, obviously, the Mets. You know, they're they're going for it. They're trying to win, and and I respect that. And it's not just though. I mean, you know, they're going to be good teams. But you know, when you see when you see, I mean, obviously, I'm seeing it with the Cubs, um, and the Cubs have bring their own set of considerations because some of these guys have been disappointing, just to be flat mm-hmm. out. But when they're letting guys go, when they're when they're not, you know. They're underpaying or, or under-offering, you know, John Lester, who's kind of an icon there, and he goes to the Nationals for a fairly cheap deal. And I'm like, geez, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, well, you, you see know, it with the just, with the Indians. They trade the Lindor Indians, sure. and Carrasco, you know, and in yeah. the last few years, you know, they've rebuilt their team. The Pirates. Yeah. I saw somebody listed off, yes. you know, the Pirates had Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon and, and Josh yeah. Bell and all these guys, you know, yeah. uh, I mean, Jason, Jason Stark had a thing. On uh, on the athletic, where he asked people to try to name three Pirates players, and it's like, I well, I I think Gregor Polanco's still there, right? And, yeah, and I, I couldn't do it. That's a yeah. I mean, I don't think I could. I only I'd can probably. because I I read the article, but it's like the, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I the yeah. only one I knew, and they play in the division of my favorite team. I That's watch true, them play a, a dozen games a year yeah, against the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I don't see him as much. Obviously, I don't get every Cubs game, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I couldn't tell you. I know Trevor Williams was there, but he's gone, and I only knew him because he went to ASU. Uh, and Trevor mm-hmm. Williams actually went to the Cubs, if I remember right. Um, but, but it's just uh, you know, and your yeah, point about the Astros, yeah. Springer, Astros, go, you know, the Jays yeah. are one of the teams who are going for it. Got George Springer, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, you let Springer go, you let Garrett Cole go, and. And I'm not saying those are bad decisions. It's just it's um, you know it's kind of sobering when you see the number of teams that seem willing to just like tear it down. I mean, certainly from the Cubs' perspective, it does it does feel like you know they got their championship and they got their you know renovations around Wrigley and they're content to just you know fatten up their wallets basically and not spend it on a on a good baseball team. Well, uh, and one of know, the things fair? with the Cubs though is 
at least they got their title with the you know with the they Indians. Did. They lost that World Series, right. and then the wheels came off. Yeah, that's you know, right. Or, yeah. The, or yeah. how about the Rockies, who haven't really done anything, but they True. dealt Arenado after yeah. after dealing to Lewitsky. They're gonna deal Story. They dealt Lemay here. Right. 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 Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, you know, so, I mean, that's why the Padres are kind of a refreshing feel because talk about irrelevance. They were, they were mostly it for gosh, a decade plus until the last maybe two, three years. And and they've started spending money and they've, you know, they built the farm system. Well, obviously Tatis was their guy. And uh, and remember in Preller's first year, he made all those deals and everyone's like, Oh my God, this guy is just a disaster. And they were terrible. And, and everyone thought that he would be cowed a little bit, but instead he's right. like, oh, no, no, no. I'm just going to keep adding guys then. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, they should, you know, the NL West, I mean, it might be it might be two and three uh, in a very big division between those two and three, but the Dodgers and Padres, that should be a fun race. There's plenty of plenty of talent on both sides. They don't like each other. You know, there was the, the you know, the tension from last season. Uh, you know, I mean, seeing those teams play a lot should be fun this year, I think. Um, you know, but the rest of the division, who knows? I mean, certainly the Rockies and the Diamondbacks don't appear to be anywhere near contention. Well, and the Diamondbacks have done, and this is not unique to them, but they are the example that springs to mind. They've done yeah. the thing that a number of these teams have done, which is they they buy the wrong guy. Like, Yes. They, when they got Bumgarner, it's like, Bumgarner. Oh, okay, yeah. but yeah. we all watched, like, he was great. He he was one of those oh, guys sure. where if you take a career in a microcosm, he's a, he might have been a Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. if you just pick the best take moments of a guy. 2010 to 2015 or so, yeah, yeah, he probably is, yeah, yeah. You know, he was uh, through 20, you know, 2011 to 2016, yeah. Dominant. Just a yeah. dominant pitcher with yeah. a, you know, he went 93 and 61, an ERA of a flat 3, 14 complete games, 6 shutouts. Uh yeah. Well, that World Series in what was it was a 14 against the Royals? Yeah. When he had like three wins and the save in game 7 yeah. or something he was like the, that. I mean, he was the great. MVP yeah. of the NLCS that year and yeah. the World Series. Two in the yeah. World Series, 2 and 0 with a complete game and a save. A save, which was like a four-inning save, I think, yeah. in Game 7, from what I recall. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, no he doubt, appeared, in, to give to give some context, he appeared in three games in the World Series and threw 21 innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, pretty pretty impressive, no doubt. Um, and three three but, rings and a career sure. 4-0 and in the World Series, which is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, but, as you said, that was all before 2015. And yeah, the, the Diamondbacks paid him for it appears you know career achievement. Um, the Diamondbacks signing Madison Bumgarner was very reminiscent of like what the Cardinals used, the Arizona Cardinals used to do when we were kids. They signed the, the old icon who was past his prime, but it was enough to just say, "See, we're going for it. We yeah. brought in this guy. How can you say we're not going for it?" You know, and it's like, well. But you're not really, because you're also letting, yeah, you're signing Emmett Smith, but you're letting Thomas Jones go, who goes on to be a pro bowler with the Jets. And that's kind of what the Diamondbacks have done lately. Yeah. So, anyway. That, yeah. That, it, yeah. It's one of those, this, this offseason, it's becoming harder and harder to find the winners. Like, oh, gosh. It, yeah. You know, the, the thing as a Brewers fan that is nice is it feels like, you know, 
25 teams are now stuck with the Brewers' same model of right. we're going to have one star who we pay for the Brewers, it's Yelich. <laughs> right, and right. we're going to have, if our young pitchers who we brought up from the farm system are good, we'll be competitive. And if they're not, we won't. We but won't that's okay. Because <laughs> right, right. everyone else is doing the same thing. And that then there's, how it feels. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then there's, te- you know, like four or five teams, the Padres and the Dodgers are too, where it's like, no, we're just going to keep adding. You know, yeah. I saw yeah. in Stark's thing, Bauer got votes for best and worst offseason move. <laughs> but it's like, they're the World Series champs, and they just added this Cy Young Award winner who could be their third starter, fourth exactly. starter. Exactly. I don't know how it's a worst offseason move. I mean, for, like the only, only rationale, I guess, for that is that it's a ton of money, yeah. but they have a ton coming off after next year, I believe. I mean, they, they don't have much in the way of long-term commitments. And, and they he's print not a money commitment. as a team. They print they money. They do. They're yeah. They're they're yeah. They make a ton of money and they have a ton of money. And so why not spend it? Um, it's a it's a reverse Red Sox. It's like it is. Why you know the Dodgers and the Red Sox are opposite coasts, same team. They could yeah. each do it. And the Red Sox decided three gonna. years ago we're not paying anymore. We we've, right. we've won our series. We're blocking off the streets around Fenway, right? And and right. we're done. Right. And the Dodgers, specifically with Mookie Betts, but with everyone, just were like, right? Yeah, no, we okay. will keep paying for guys. Bring them on, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but really, like, okay, so of the Dodgers' big money contracts, Kershaw, I think, is done after this year. No, this doesn't mean they won't bring these guys back. They could, you know. But Kershaw, I think, is up. Seager's a free agent after next year. This this coming season. You know, so they're not locked into a lot of long-term deals. Betts is. Um, Bauer's not a long-term deal. I mean, Bauer didn't Bauer sign a three-year deal with options after each year? Yeah. So, and and look, I mean, I think it's a smart deal by Bauer and his representation because, you know, yeah, spending's down, but maybe next year spending's up. Maybe next year, you know, teams have more revenue and somebody's like, hey, we'll give you $45 million. He can do his opt-out and go get more. I think it's genius on his part. And if not, boom, you pick it up and you make your 40 from the Dodgers, and you're pretty happy. Yeah, and meanwhile, you look at the back you know, back end of their rotation. Walker Bueller is oh, still in arbitration. Urias is still in arbitration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they got, they got seven starters, essentially, if they wanted to. Obviously, they're not going to use them all, but you got Kershaw. David Price comes back this year. Mm-hmm. Bueller's great. Bauer's a Cy Young winner. Uh, Gonsolin, Dustin May, and Urias, who, mm-hmm. you know, Urias was a huge reason they won the World Series. So, yeah, they're in pretty good shape. Plus, then you got a lineup of, you know, Bellinger, Betts, Seeger, Will Smith, uh, you know, Muncie. Muncie, Justin Turner back. I mean, he's on the he's on the downside of his career, but still good. Yeah, but, um, but if Justin Turner's a problem, you got Gavin Lux, who's 23. Right. Right, uh, right. Who's supposed to be a wonder kid? You know, yeah. kind of had a rough year last year. It seemed like never, never got on track with the whole, you know, delay and start and all that. But yeah, supposed to be an unbelievable prospect to me. You know, they they've got they got plenty of like. But then the you know the Padres are going for it. You know, they they had a great year last year. They pick up you know you Darvish, Blake Snell, and man, it should should be fun with those two teams. Like I said, they you know. You could easily foresee they each win, you know, 95 plus and the rest of the division wins, you know, less than 75. But, hey, you, if you've got two good teams in a division, that makes it fun. Yeah. And 
baseball's back. Pitchers and catchers yeah. have reported. Have reported, yes, yes. Baseball's back. Spring training games. I bought a ticket to a game for the first time in over a year. I, I'm going to see the A's and the White Sox on March 14th. My sports attendance drought is going to come to an end. That is terrific. It felt good. There was a certain electricity that came with purchasing and getting the email and putting it in my Apple wallet. And like, eh, I remember what this felt like, uh, and I like it. I, I I intend to have more of it. If uh, by the way, if you go on to the ml milb dot com Pacific Coast, oh gosh, uh, yeah, yes. it is now officially AAA West. So they have abandoned calling it the Pacific Coast. All of them, right? And I, well, they've abandoned all of them, but they have AAA West. They have two AAA's. They yeah. could have called them the International League and the and Pacific, Pacific Coast, Coast League. League. Yeah. Instead, yeah. we're calling it AAA East and AAA West. Just, yeah. just to hurt me, I think. <laughs> I, you know. Well, I, I, you know, I don't know what it's about. I, you know, and, and interesting you bring that up because. I did intend to discuss that with you. I mean, my, my thought when I saw that was essentially like, it just kind of confirms what we've always thought, which is that the people running baseball now aren't really baseball fans. They're just more about like logic and dollars and cents. And there's a place for that, but, but there's also a place for history and tradition and baseball's a sport that loves to wrap itself in the tradition flag. And then they do this kind of thing. And it's like, well, what? You know, I mean, why couldn't you, you know, okay, so there's three double A's, right? Why couldn't you call them the Southern League and the Eastern League or whatever they were? I mean, you had the names already in place. What's wrong with that? Yeah, it, it's just to ruin it. Like, I mean, I, I, I think some of the things, you know, we've, we've criticized this whole minor league thing a lot. In looking at the final product, some of it makes sense, I will say. They've done a better job of geographic alignment. I, I agree with uh, that. But you, you know, but you could have I, done it without like my issue has been and continues to be one, a disregard for fans. Just straight yes. up. Yeah. The, the same way you defend, and rightly so, the decisions to play the college games because you've got people and jobs. Right. Is how I feel about the minor you I'm know, with you. the minor I'm with league you. sites that lost teams. I'm with you. No, agreed. But, agreed. But the the the, and frankly, I'll I'll just say, I the traditionalist in me doesn't like it, but the like rationalist in me bringing the St. Paul Saints into the fold of organized yeah. baseball instead of independent yeah. league baseball is a huge move. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You and know, there, and you get the, to see the St. Paul Saints play the Toledo Mudhens in a game or the yes. Durham Bulls in a game. That's exciting. It, is. it is, and and you know, I mean, I think especially with AAA, it seems they've done a really solid job of like, okay, your AAA team is pretty close to your major league team, yeah, because uh, some of them got crazy. I mean, I uh, I don't know if it still was, but not long ago, I think what wasn't the Marlins team in Portland? Well, and Man, just, the the Mets team was the Vegas team, right? For a while. Right? Yeah. I mean, so so they you know they probably needed a reset, but I don't know that they needed to like totally tear it down and build again which is seemingly what they've done well um, and it's you know. it, it, the thing that's annoying is some of it is logical and makes sense but some the the east west thing specifically that is yeah. change for the sake of change it is it is yeah 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 you know? i mean it really is 
and, and that's it. That's that's why I say it just feels like they're just not baseball fans. Like there's no one there's no one in the room that feels like you and me. You probably even more so. I'll be honest. I mean, we've been. I don't. I don't hide the fact that you're a bigger baseball fan than I am. Uh, but we both have respect for the tradition of the game. There's no one in that room that's just stood up and said, you know, these names mean something to people. How about we just keep the names? Yeah. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like they care. Well, and it's one of those things where you it's not like somebody else owned the rights to it and you're trying to take it right. back. Right. It, this is, you know, it's not like uh, in wrestling that somehow the WWE let a lot of the WCW pay-per-view names lapse. Right. So then AEW right. just took them all. Took them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is like you already control Pacific Coast League, International League. Mm-hmm. You're just getting so rid of it. it yeah. You're I just know. getting rid of it now. You're you know, know. there's nothing special to me about announcing my team is the triple A West champion. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean it just uh it just feels very it's very formulated. And again, some formulaic is good, I think. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I like the the mathematics of every team has four affiliates and, you know, all that. Now, I, that does account for losing teams, and I and I don't like that, admittedly. Um, but I do like that, you know, okay, there's 120 teams, and there's, you know, 30 AAA, 30 AA, 30 high A, 30 low A. Very simple. It makes sense. But, but it, you know, like... Some things don't have to make sense, uh, you know. Like, well, and I'm going to let you in on on a thing that I've been thinking about a lot. Yeah. What happens when you expand? Because you're not Major League Baseball. Yeah, because you're not done. We're going to no. add a team in Portland and in or Vegas, Nashville. And, you know, Vegas seems like a, a likely landing spot for them. I mean, I yeah. think it is for the NBA too. Um, I mean. I don't know. Do you just, you know, expand and you bring some of those places back? Well, and I mean, at some... that point, it, are things in disrepair? Are you like, and the other thing is, and this is one of the things that I don't like. I understand yeah. it. And it's one of those things where it's like, get off my lawn guy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the teams are starting to own their minor league franchises, which right. I understand why it gives them more control. And it makes like that. sense. Yeah. Yeah. But when you have that, by doing it this way, if I am in some small town, I'm not keeping this stadium up except for the high school team. True, true. You know? Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to put in renovations. I'm not going to make it better. I, You know, I look at Tucson. It, yeah. High Corbett's used for U of A. Tucson right. Electric Park's used for soccer now, soccer. isn't it? Soccer, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you've got all these extra fields. If, right. if Portland gets a pro team yeah. and, you know, there's a, they take Reno and the D-backs come back to Tucson with a AAA team, which would be my dream. I would yeah. love that more than <laughs> than most family members of mine. But, Understood. But Tucson's not ready for that. And, at the, and it would be yeah, just as easy for, you know, surprise to say – Hey, we got this minor league facility that two teams use. Why don't you use that? And they'll be right. the surprise scorpions, and and you don't even. It'll be like the Saints and the uh, Twins. And the Twins, you'll yeah, just, you're right. You'll, yeah. you'll hop on the freeway. You'll have the guys at the park. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, you you followed it. I think a little closer than me. A lot of the places that have lost minor league team are 
doing like independent or wood yeah. bat leagues or something like that, right? Yeah, they're and, trying, they're, and that's and it's like a loose minor nothing, league affiliation. But yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's the, the curiosity for me, I suppose, with that is can that be sustained? And maybe that's what you're getting at a little bit. Is it sounds great right now, but five years from now, will we look and see that? 25%, 50%, whatever of those markets that did that Failed. don't have a team anymore Yeah, because it just didn't work. Well, and because there's not a history of supporting that the way there is the Cape Cod League and the Northwoods League. Right, Like, right. there are two college wood bat leagues right. that are regularly played in. And people go, and it's, it's part of the whole thing. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, minor league baseball operates on such a thin margin anyway, it seems like. You know, you, you, you don't, I mean, there's no TV contract, maybe a radio contract, maybe, um, you know, but I mean, it's, first of all, it's very much based on attendance and you're not putting, you know, you're not getting even probably 10,000 people at most of these places. So, you know, the key is, is there enough support for Clinton, Iowa, which I think is one of the places yeah. that lost a team mm-hmm. to maintain, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're going like the wood bat summer league or whatever, but you know, is there enough? Maybe there is, because maybe people will say, "Hey, you know, it's still let's still get out and watch some baseball, and we'll see these guys, and they're you know maybe they're going to be stars down the road or something." Uh, you know, but maybe there isn't. Maybe without that tie to a major league team and saying, "I don't even know who Clinton was with," yeah, uh, but whoever was, you know, you went to that game and you thought, "Well, maybe I'll see this guy with the White Sox." I, I'm not yeah. sure if they were with the White Sox, but you know, like that's it's different when you're not affiliated. But maybe it's not. I mean, well, I say that maybe, maybe it won't no, be. No, but I, I think know. it is because it's also, you know, I remember with the Toros. I remember the Toros players. I remember Frank sure. Kellner and Ray Montgomery sure. and guys who didn't. I'm talking about guys who didn't make it. I'm not talking about the Andrew Harsadanios, the Craig Bezios, no, the those guys. Guys who Bobby didn't Abreu's. make it. Yeah, Billy yeah. Wagner was here. I'm talking about like, but I remember. I I can't tell you all of the guys from the other teams. But I remember watching the Albuquerque Dukes teams that had oh, you know, gosh. Pedro Martinez and Paul Canerco and Me all too. these guys. And, it, it, you know, I remember going to High Corbett Field because Korean phenom Chan Ho Park was going to be pitching for the Dukes. Yeah. And, and standing yeah. down the left field line by there just to watch him warm up because, it, you know, you, you get those moments, which yeah. obviously in single A, it's harder and the further down you go. But. But in a wood bat league, uh, you know, when in the when when in triple A, most of these guys don't make it. Right. True. Uh, a a True. collegiate wood bat league is even further away. And 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 my concern, you know, frankly, Tucson's probably a prime example for it. I <clears throat> want a team back to Tucson. I care yeah. deeply about it. The city doesn't. The city's no. gone. There's not. <laughs> you know. Like, I agree. Yeah. You know, yeah. Albuquerque kept a team, and separately kept the Dukes logo alive. You can go buy right. official Albuquerque Dukes merchandise because right. they love that team and that name. Right. It, Tucson agree. doesn't care. I, I actually look. Jay Zucker still owns the, the Toro name. Does he? The guy who, he? who bought the team at the end and then the Golden Baseball League. But it's yes, one of those things I where, like, yeah. I, yeah. I care. I, if they sold Toro's gear, like the old-time logo, oh, I, I would buy would. a ton of it. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I have, yeah. I currently own three Tucson Toros hats of which I wear one and save the other two. 
I understand. I understand you that. Know? Yeah. I mean, hey, I, you know, uh, as I said, you know, you're a bigger baseball fan than me, so your Toros uh, love beats mine. But I mean, I, I remember plenty of Toros games as a kid, and you know, going to those and seeing seeing you know Albuquerque and. Uh, you know, later on, the I Cubs would come. You know, when they yeah. when the American Association split, and uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I I miss those days too. God, that was fun at High Court, but that was you know, it was kind of one of those places. We've talked about this, you know, where you you know you you find your independence as a kid. You know, you'd walk around and you'd play you know speedball, you know, down under the stands or whatever, and like you know, yeah, you felt like an adult for the first time. So, um, yeah, I I miss that too. But I agree with you. I don't think. I don't think the city overall does. Um, it just, you know, this Tucson's a college town. You know, I've, I've always thought that, you know, if it's, if it's U of A affiliated, people will get into it. And if it's not, there tends to be a collective yawn. It seems like when it comes to sports. Yeah. What, what these small towns need, and it's unfortunate, but what they need is either to go full on Packers model, sell, yeah. sell shares, keep make yeah. it so that your team can't leave. Or yeah. more likely and more likely for long-term success because you can't maintain the contract is a rich guy in town who's willing to operate the team at a loss true. because true. he likes it because he loves baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and maybe it'll work in some places. I, like I said, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, five years from now after this has had some time to, to grow and germinate, um, where some of those cities are and and do they still have teams you know is there any change or or have those teams disappeared in large part because it wouldn't surprise me i'd hate for that for that to be the case but it wouldn't surprise me if they did and on that uplifting note as the dogs are about to freak out over a noise they heard uh <laughs> we'll be back next week maybe with something more positive to talk about until next time he's matt i'm ben it's the ben and matt sportscast